And welcome to the September 8th, 2006 edition of The Relevant Podcast, the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is the notorious editorial crew, gangsta editorial director Kara Davis. What up, cuz? (laughs) (laughs) The the menace to society uh, managing editor Adam Smith. Howdy, (laughs) y'all. And thug life himself, Jesse Carey. Yo. Today's podcast is brought to you by Diet Dr. Pepper. Now, with less prune juice flavor, Diet Dr. Pepper, (laughs) cold, crisp, refreshing. Enjoy one today. Same effects of prune juice, though. (laughs) No. And and that music means that it's now time for your entertainment releases. Coming out in theaters tonight, Friday the 8th. How appropriate to this music. We've got <laughs> we've got the Covenant, yes, <laughs> which which is basically like the movie Charmed, but with guys, yeah, yeah. or the TV show Charmed, and a little bit and more demonic, st- yeah, and still targeted <laughs> at teenage girls. Exactly, I think Michael Bublé's in it. <laughs> I I have to say I'm I'm uncomfortable with this music <laughs> because every time it starts playing, Jesse begins to look longingly into my eyes. And he, well, it's, he's stoking the fire. Yeah, and yeah. like he he mouths. Would you like to slow dance to me? Like, just that's keep not your what hands I, on that's top of the table. That's not what I'm mouthing. Listeners, if you if if you don't hear Jesse and Adam for a few minutes, it is because they have started slow dancing. Karen and I can carry it. We're good. Also coming out in theaters tonight is Hollywoodland, um, one of two period Hollywood murder movies coming out in the next few weeks. Yeah, it looks uh, really cool. Actually, it actually looks phenomenal. The, the other one is the black, uh, the Black Dahlia. Yeah, yeah, which also looks cool. Looks really scary. What what's with the, you know like you said it's two period pieces that have to do with mystery and, and ironically they have uh, they yeah. have magicians in them no they don't <laughs> but awesome. yeah magicians <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's it for releases coming out so if you have a date night um, I think you should probably go see Hollywoodland not the Covenant. Uh, coming out in stores on Tuesday we've got new albums from. Black Keys. It's called Magic Potion. See, it's actually the themes, the theme or soundtrack to the Covenant. It's really not, but <laughs> Everclear, Everclear. No Everclear. way. Yeah. Welcome to the Drama Club on Eleven Seven Records. So that should tell you where their career yeah. is. That should have been called like <laughs> Welcome to the Retirement Home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a robot. It's coming out with Monument to the Masses on Virgin. Now it's Overhead. It's coming out with Dark Dark Light Daybreak. The Mars Volta with amp- Amputecture. Thank you. Finally. Viva Voce with Get Your Blood Sucked Out. Which, if that has anything to do with the video that's playing right now at Relevant TV, it's probably a statement against the music industry. Yeah. Get Your bitter. Blood Sucked Out. They are very bitter. But they're witty. You know? I like them. It's what the kids like. Falling Up with Exit Lights on BEC. K Drama. Behind the Glory on Holy Hip Hop Records and Norma Jean with Redeemer on Solid State. Lots of releases. So that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Next up, Slices. listening to outcast the song is called morris brown at the beginning of the podcast you were listening to the format with the song the compromise the format uh is actually the featured video this week over at relevant tv and as always all of our songs played during the breaks you can hear or watch those videos this week at relevant.tv check it out 
I had a really odd experience with the format. Uh, I went to go see them, and uh, they put on a good show, but there's this guy like down in the pit, and he was obviously a frat guy, just real big, beefy guy, and he was there with all his frat brothers, and he was intensely singing every word of the song of the songs and he had these like burning angry eyes the whole time like he wasn't even having fun and if you listen to the format they're this fun poppy band but he's <laughs> jumping up and like literally jumping up and down even during the slow songs and pointing in his frat brother's faces as he sings like as if to say i know all the words maybe you don't know but i know all the words <laughs> and it was just really we decided to name him gary because he just looked like a Gary. And it's like, guys... Our, our apologies to anybody out there listening named Gary. <laughs> Maybe oh, you don't realize this, but Gary really, <laughs> really likes the format. <laughs> like, I, it may not be apparent from looking at him, but he really likes the well, format. Well, the for- format's one of those bands. They do have some darker lyrics, but you wouldn't know because they're having such a good time singing them. Yeah, pretty much all their lyrics are like slams on the record industry, but they sound so poppy and fun. Speaking of yeah. poppin', your mic is poppin' like, like a, a storm. Like a quiet storm. You know how I like to <laughs> pop and lock? Like a quiet storm. In high, sco- in high school, I would listen to one or two jams after dark, and they had the quiet storm with Bruce B-Box, and he talked like this. And, and you can make your, your uh, oral dedications. <laughs> it's like and people would call in or whatever well the other night my and I decided to have a, a like a midnight trip down to Walmart and so we're driving back and I put on one or two jams and it's like freaking Bruce V box with the quiet storm I mean 10 years later it's hilarious <laughs> and and some ladies called in to give an oral dedication to their men and he's like well, well where's your man right now why is he leaving you alone you know this time of night and she goes oh he's locked up <laughs> And then he's like, well, what about your girlfriend right there? And, oh, he's locked up, too. <laughs> like they Were were they in a support group? <laughs> Apparently, yeah. they were dating convicts, and they just want to give a little dedications. <laughs> Back when I was in college, and I came home, and during the summer, I would stay up really late. Uh, I would listen to The Quiet Storm. You know, it's just kind of my soundtrack yeah. to my evenings. And, <laughs> and you know how, like, the radio stations have promos and free giveaways, free tickets, whatever. And they have to stagger them throughout the day. Yeah. And... I I figured out that when they do the three o'clock one in the morning, probably not that many people are listening. I got a pretty good chance of winning, yeah. so I would always call in on those. And I won one summer. I won like nine things. I won tickets to Universal, concerts, T-shirts, CDs. It was awesome. They they got to know me at the radio yeah. station. I I was I was really into you know just listening. We had a station called ninety six X in Virginia that I used to listen to, and they would do this contest every afternoon at four thirty. It was called the Mosh Pit, and they played like thirty seconds of three songs at the same time. I could do that right now. Three songs at one time? <laughs> no, I was saying. <laughs> but smashups. Yeah, if you called in and you got to if you if you can name them all, I won that so many times just because. I, they were on like my speed dial, but I, I only claimed the prize one time. Why? Because I didn't have a car. I was only like fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> I just did it. I just did it for like my own amusement, personal, you know? personal gratification. Yeah, exactly. Just so people would know. And now with slices, here's Kara Davis. As we all heard this week, MySpace is joining the the music game and offering downloads of indie music. So um, indie bands who have built. You know, huge followings on MySpace can now turn that into a commercial success. And, you know, there's some talk of whether MySpace, you know, can be a real competition for, you know, Apple and iTunes, but that's not really the issue here. Some some people are saying it's the record labels that should feel threatened um, because now the, the indie bands have an avenue to reach their audience and a way to make money. They can actually set the prices for their for their music. It's genius. Cool. Yeah. It's going to really turn is. the industry on its head. They have like uh, something, I think it's 3 million indie unsigned artists on MySpace. Wow. So, good for them. Uh, this is one, I mentioned it a couple weeks ago in the video slice today, but here's an, it's a, there's even another story about the demise of the Christian Coalition. I don't know if you guys have heard a lot about it, but it's kind of breaking up all over the country because some people would say that they are kind of losing their focus on what they originally started out to do. And some people say they're even going a little too far left. But one example was um, when Congress was debating um, bills on embryonic stem cell research and same-sex marriage back in May, like that week, the Christian Coalition newsletter 
was about net neutrality to prevent giant phone and cable companies from discriminating against websites. And so, like, a lot of them thought, like, what does this have, you know, this isn't what our core issues were originally about. And even Alabama, which is a statistic that says 92% of the residents are Christians and 62% voted for Bush in 2004, and they just pulled out, and they were kind of like a stronghold state, you know, buckle the Bible belt, so... Kind of a interesting political trend. Whenever I hear the word coalition, I think of dentist. <laughs> is there a particular reason for that? I don't know. Maybe it's located in in a general place in my brain where it just picks the up teeth? on the other word. <laughs> <laughs> I have no well, idea. What's, what's the thing that you have to, when they say when you buy a toothbrush, make sure it's approved by the American Dental Association. Association. It's not a coalition? No. No, it's not a coalition. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a coalition. Well, of Technically. Yeah. Maybe that's where it came from. Maybe, do you, are you particular about your uh, dental care products that you purchase? <laughs> You want no. them to be uh, approved <laughs> by some, some kind of coalition or governing <laughs> body. Makes me feel better. <laughs> I can see how you associate those. They have like three letters in common. So, <laughs> so um, this week, as everyone knows, Katie Couric had her debut as anchor of the CBS Evening News. It wasn't Rosie O'Donnell? <laughs> oh, that, that was, was the, the view. That was on Sorry, the CBS yeah. date. I TiVo them both. I get them mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> I just love them both so much. I don't. I can't. Pay. Have y'all ever read Rosie O'Donnell's blog? <laughs> no. Hang, hang on. Can Can you think about what you just asked us? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was reading. I've I've read stories that are like quote Rosie O'Donnell leading up to her coming. Uh, yeah, on the View, quoting her blog, you know, where she's talking about how she's scared about the conflicts of personalities and this and that, whatever. But the quotes were always these really bizarre phrases and very short, truncated kind of words, and it was just like, what? Mm-hmm. She- so I, out of curiosity, clicked over to Rosie O'Donnell's freaking blog because I was yeah. like, if she's talking this nonsense on there, <laughs> I want to see it firsthand. Yeah. Anyway, her blog is apparently haiku kind of thing like the entire (laughs) like she doesn't do sentences or periods or capitalization or anything she does like two or three word lines just a stream of them and it's just kind of like feelings it's not necessarily like sentences or thoughts or coherency it's actually just kind of like like words that just spew out of her so like the but she does it like the view several times a day like she's Hmm. just watching tv or she's running late for something she'll like Put running late, tense, this, that. I mean, it's horrible. Is she it's just writing from her Blackberry or something? May, you know what? That could be it. Or, you know, she I could be texting it. Probably after a couple weeks on The View, she'll just be kicking out a laptop, just blogging while she's, <laughs> while she's doing camera. it. Like, <laughs> like Walter doing sucks. The View right now. Yeah. Can't talk right now. <laughs> if it, if it's b- it's bizarre. I mean, it's like watching a train wreck. Yeah. Well, um,. Evidently, the CBS Evening News kind of uh, took a bent towards the view when one of the top stories was uh, pictures of Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes' child, Surrey, the mysterious Surrey, who has evidently, for some reason, been hidden since April. And Well, so the aliens don't come. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the thing that wakes me out about this is people actually doubted whether or not they had a child. <laughs> like, why would they lie about that? And I, why I, would they just say... Oh, well, they doubt that it's his, though, because everybody says he's closet gay. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> the pictures of the child, it definitely it looks like an infant with Tom Cruise's head plastered on it. <laughs> which, it could it be photoshopped, like who knows. But, yeah. see, I, I think it looks very much like Tom... So Why are we talking about this? Well, days. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say, when did the evening news turn into entertainment? Tonight? That's exactly. When did thing? the relevant like, podcast turn into entertainment? No, the thing that bothers me is that this is this is like top news on CBS Evening News. Tom and Katie's baby. And so the slice is more about the CBS Evening yeah. News yeah. and it's about Tom and Katie, as, as it were. Um, Adam has to step out. He has an interview with uh, the Procussions, so he'll be back later in the podcast. We'll Maybe. miss you. Good luck, man. <laughs> And the ratings just went up. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway. uh, Yeah, Yeah, he he accuses Katie Couric of talking about Siri. Yeah, I saw that earlier today. Actually, I clicked on it and I read um, like an excerpt from the Vanity Fair story. And it's um, 
the journalists spent like a week or so with them and Katie Holmes talks about how um, the gossip is just like killing her everything that everybody's saying she's like it's so untrue why would people say this about us and you know there was no controversy around this everything that they said was untrue and she just totally says that everything was false but like she's obsessed with well all the rumors about you know her parents not approving of the marriage and him controlling her and all this stuff she says it's all untrue but she's obsessed with reading with reading the stuff in the papers because she says it's it's her future and her family and and she's upset i don't know i I just i have zero sympathy like (laughs) like he's a nut bar like she it's I, it, it like when all these celebrities go on these rants about how the paparazzi are ruining their lives. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Did someone force you to become a movie star and pay you millions of dollars? Yeah. Well, did you do that involuntarily? Well, my thing is, it's not going to do her any good to to read every every single little thing that comes out. Like most celebrities, just ignore it. How do you handle it? <laughs> <laughs> well, in my office by the the roaring fire, <laughs> I have an internet filter on all tabloid media. Yeah, you don't so even I just want don't to, see it. Yeah, you don't even want to come near it. Well, here, here's another um, sort of entertainment-related story, but this one is a little bit more serious. Uh, Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. Um, I mean, I guess everyone's heard by now that he was killed over the last weekend, but now his his own kids have said they want to follow in his footsteps and uh, kind of continue. Wait, his kids are three and a few months old. Well, one's eight and one's two, oh. but they were frequently or on. three in a few months. <laughs> in dog years, they're eight and two. But they were. It's been a long time since I've watched Steve Irwin. <laughs> but they were, especially his daughter, who was eight, was frequently on his show, and they were actually when when they were when he was killed by the stingray, he was actually filming a segment for her show, which was like a children's I show. Oh, so sad. So, it is sad, but. I, I love the crocodile hunter. I did man. hear that, you know, when the stingray got him, he actually, like, pulled the barb out. Yeah. He's the ultimate, like, Tarzan. Yeah, he gets stung by a stingray in the heart and, <laughs> and pulls, he pulls the it barb out. out. Yeah. It is sad. I, I'm not I'm not making light of it. I'm just saying, it, it, you know, I just thought I'd acknowledge it because he was such a cultural figure. Um, a Jewish man was removed from an airplane for praying. I so, saw that. Did you? He was a Hasidic Jew, and he had a book, of, a prayer book out, and he wasn't even really praying out loud, according to a passenger seated nearby. Um, he was uh, he was lurching back and forth, like they rocking, do. Yeah, he was just rocking, and uh, they removed him. Well, apparently, like he didn't speak. He was on a, a flight from Canada, from Montreal to New York, and he didn't speak English or French, so they couldn't communicate with him. Oh, but yeah, Poor I guy. mean. It, I didn't even know that was legal, just to remove someone for praying. Well, not for praying. For if they they can now remove somebody from a flight for being a distraction. If they feel like they're uncomfortable, anybody in the plane is uncomfortable with the person being there, they can remove them. See, I I don't think that's right. What you know, you can get kicked out of a bar. You can you cannot get let into a nightclub just for how you look. You yeah, know? but if I paid, if I paid for the, if I paid to get in the nightclub, they would reimburse you. The plane ticket. I don't know. They would. I, all, I'm saying, all I'm saying is like, that's not, they said they that would. because there were several passengers who complained. You know, it's like, just, it's like too bad. He's a free country. Well, the, the other passengers thought that he was Muslim. <laughs> and but they said it was, he was clearly a Hasidic Jew. Like he was wearing a yarmulke, you know. So, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. It just, well, it I just, mean, to me, if if you're going to, Take someone who's Muslim off a plane, then I mean, it, good. I, <laughs> I mean, I can understand, you know, if if the passengers are are uncomfortable, that kind of thing. It sucks, but it's kind of like the world, the environment we live in now, and they're just trying to keep people from freaking out, so they keep flying. I just think it's it's slippery slope, you know. I mean, where you know today it's some guy gently rocking back and forth in his chair, praying silently. You know what? What's the next step if you're reading a certain kind of magazine or book on the plane? People feel uncomfortable. Pornography. Oh, speaking of, no, I was on a plane coming back from D.C. and there's this young guy in the seat in front of me, um, in the front and to the side, who was looking at Maxim and like the you know soft porn that it is. 
and he had it open and then like he would turn around to see if like I was looking at it and I just wanted to be like you should be ashamed yeah. but I didn't did you it would have been a better story if you did yeah. <laughs> or and felt then, uncomfortable and had him removed you, you should have <laughs> yeah I should have had it removed yeah you should have had an hour lecture you know you got him, you got him trapped there on the plane he's not going anywhere but the thing is, you know, I'm saying it's slippery slope. Like one day, you know, what if I, what if, you know, me reading a Bible on the plane makes someone uncomfortable, or me having a conversation with whoever I'm with about God uncomfortable? But it's not a, I mean, you it's a keep private, work at work. private company. You know, I mean, truthfully. But I mean, they. I, I think there's a line where they just can't discriminate people. But, so I, I, I can if I'm with like a buddy of mine, I'm but talking if other, at a reasonable level about spiritual things. They can't. You know, no, I, I could see it coming to that point, though. I don't know. I mean, you got to think this guy's in like orthodox gear, and he's rocking back and forth, praying almost like he wasn't you know, even. It wasn't even audible. But if other passengers are looking over there and they're terrified because they think he's Muslim and he's like praying so fervently because he's about to, you know, give his life for his religion, and they're freaked out, it could cause a major disturbance on the plane. You know. I mean, so they weren't kicking him out because he's religious. They were kicking him out because other passengers were freaked out. Yeah, right? I mean, what if the passengers freaked out and attacked the guy? <laughs> I mean, maybe they did it for With his own protection. With the that they snuck in. <laughs> With lip gloss. I'm saying, all, all I'm saying, is it's a like I said, it's a slippery slope. Where where do they draw the line? If they can kick someone out for because people get uncomfortable because the guy's praying in his seat. What what can they kick? kick I've heard I've heard your exact argument for a totally different topic. What um, was that? Um, gay marriage. I've heard the thing about that gay marriage or marriage should be between only man and woman because if they decide to open it up that it can be between the same sex where it's a slippery slope um, where is it next what if then the next person says well I want to marry my donkey and you know bestiality is illegal now just like homosexual marriage was and uh, I, I and then okay. a big or polygamy, or this, this, polygamy. Wasn't, this wasn't my personal argument you're saying you've heard that, that argument I'm making for yes. time. but the thing of the slippery slope yeah. to uh you know, if they're doing this, then what's next? I've heard uh, for the gay marriage well, argument I, as well. I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm doing this more of like from a uh, civil, civil liberty standpoint. You know what I mean? Like, if they can take away one freedom from you, which is what the gay people say. Well, I mean, I mean that's a whole other conversation. But if they can take one civil liberty away from you, what's stopping them from taking more? You know, Jesus. Let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> Is that it for Slices? Sure. Okay. All right. That'll do it for Slices. Next up, an interview with author Shireen Tabor. You're listening to Super Chick. The song is We Live. Or we live if you can't read correctly, <laughs> and, it's, and it's super chic too. So yeah, it's actually super chic, and then they they bracket the K. Yeah, so super chic. Um, we live or we live, or it's super chic. We live <laughs> <laughs> playing super, right now at super relevant. Chic. Super chic. <laughs> Playing right now, and relevant. I'm sure they appreciate it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> fun of I'm not making fun of. Hey, listen. The the they w- they asked for it. They're the ones it's putting true. brackets on letters in their name because it's not. Yeah, I don't even know how to handle a bracket. Um, no, we uh, just handled it. Super chic. Yeah, as far as enunciation goes. <laughs> Anyone know the rule for that? There's. An, I don't think brackets actually have a noise. It's just a pause. Hmm. So it's super chic. Seems like it's it'd an be, aside. It seems like if it did, if brackets didn't look so cool, it seemed like it would actually maybe be an M dash. <laughs> what? Like pr- properly, you know? No, uh, brackets <laughs> are actually supposed to remove or replace words. That's is, that. I mean, it's to say like we're like this quote this or yeah right. Or Should apparently, so what they're doing is it's super chic, but the person, the editor who saw their name yeah. said, bracket, it should also have a K. Yeah. Super chic, super chic. She's super chic, eh? <laughs> oh, no, that's super fly. See, I thought I had super freak for a second there. 
Earlier this week, we talked to author Shireen Tabor. This interview segment is actually brought to you by the Catalyst Convention. Like, for real, not like our fake Diet Pepsi. Yeah, it's an actual sponsor. It's an actual sponsor. Uh, Catalyst is coming up in Atlanta, Georgia on October 5th and 6th. The speakers include Don Miller, who you've heard here on the Relevant Podcast, Andy Stanley, Louis Giglio, John Maxwell, John Scott, Rick McKinley, and more. To register, you can just go over to their website, www.catalystconference.com. And uh, while you're there, make sure to check out the Relevant booth. We will have a crew there. We talked to Shireen Tabor earlier this week from her home in California, and she's an expert on women's issues. And um, this is an excerpt from the interview in which she talks about uh, the ways that technology is affecting uh, women and relationships and some of the greatest challenges they'll face. Now, guys, you need to listen up because it'll also help you understand women in your life. Like that's possible. <laughs> kind of looking at our society today and and knowing some of the the big issues that, that women face today, what do you think are some of the toughest challenges that women will have to face, say, in the next 10 years? What I'm sensing and what I'm researching is that people are becoming increasingly more and more autonomous and isolated. They don't have a support system. They are either living... Um, far from family and childhood friends because of the university they're going to or a job that they choose or once they get married, maybe their husband, his job requires a transfer. And so you find yourself either single or newly married or a new mother and you're very alone. And so, Mm -hmm. and then you have to tackle big life decisions, you know, buying your first home or enrolling your kids in school or whether or not to take a job and you're having to make those decisions on your own rather than having a community and having your parents or friends that you've known for years and years that that can come alongside you and really process those decisions and then live them out with you each day, not just hearing about it, you know, through a phone call or email, but actually living life together. So I'm finding that that's creating a lot of stress for young women is how lonely they feel as they move into adult life. Ways that women can foster community these days. Well, I think they need to realize that this is just the kind of world we live in where people are becoming more and more independent. And um, if you if you know that you need relationships, then you need to be the one that takes the first step. Mm-hmm. You need to begin building bridges, looking for a community to, um, to initiate with. You need to have people into your home. You need to uh, just be willing to take that first step. You know, society says, you know, portrays women with a, with a certain look, says that we need to look and act a certain way and to want certain things to have a fulfilled life. On an individual basis, like, how do we counteract that? It's very hard because we are receiving messages constantly uh, through television, through advertising, through the Internet, just all around us, walking into a grocery store, a shopping mall, even an airport, where we are um, having to compare ourselves to images that are not real life, mm-hmm. images that are produced by computers, that are airbrushed, that are where advertisers are spending millions and millions of dollars to give us these, these ideas that really are uh, perfect standards that we could never meet. Um, so I think that the most important thing is to, to be smart about the messages that are coming at us, to analyze them correctly, and to realize that if we know Christ, that we are created in God's image, and we're already just perfect the way we are, and that we have choices. We, we can either choose the things that the world offers us, or we can say, no, that's not me. That really is not something I want to spend my time and money on. Mm-hmm. and maybe make choices that other people wouldn't make. So we need to, to experience the freedom that we have in Christ. That's great. Very well said. Thank you for joining us today. And as we mentioned earlier, the book is called Wanting All the Right Things, and it's out now. And if you'd like to um, read more from Shireen, you can visit her blog at Shireen Tabor, that's S-H-I-R-I-N-T-A-B-E-R dot typepad dot com. Thanks again, Shireen. Thank you.
You're listening to Jet. The song is Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is. You hear that, Kara? Yes. Nah. This is the feedback portion of the podcast, the, the much-anticipated feedback portion. And coming up, at the end of the feedback portion, we have um, a brand new story time with Jesse. So make sure to stay tuned. And next week, we actually have a brand new uh, feature to debut, and we're very excited about it, um, from another staffer who's not normally on the podcast. So, not only do we want to uh, read some of the emails we got about our feedback this week, but I want to bring into the discussion some of the conversations happening over the podcast fodder message board yeah. page. So, Well, well one interesting trend that I noticed um, while scanning through some of this week's feedback, we actually had a lot of people disturbed by the Precious Moments references. <laughs> um, Even though that was not... We didn't ask for your, for your feedback about precious moments. Yeah, it's true. I saw some subject line precious moments. They go into a story about why we're wrong about <laughs> wanting to destroy the the museum with a baseball bat. Okay, that was <laughs> that was like one no, out of forty thousand. I, I saw I saw a few. I really did. Okay, it was a few out of forty thousand. It was. <laughs> it disturbed me. It's little angels with very large heads. Did you have you heard yeah. Have you heard the theory that they represent aborted babies? What? That's that's what one of the emails said. That it's known in that area that that they represent aborted babies. That's weird. That's, that's kind of creepy. Like knowingly, that's what they were created for. Yeah, that's suppose it's it's hearsay. Let's see. We well, the real question of the week last week, if you don't remember, was we wanted your opinion on the prescription drug story. It's called Wonder Drug, a story that we ran in last issue of the current issue of the magazine um, about. Um, adult attention deficit disorder and if prescription meds can bring you closer to God. Um, Stephen Hannibal wrote in and said... Hannibal Lecter? Exactly. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Wrote in and... Hello, Clarice. Uh, (laughs) He wrote... Sorry about that, Stephen. Uh, He wrote in and said, medications bring you closer to God. Sounds ridiculous. But may it help you focus and be able to seek God more. I don't understand. He, he kind of contradicts himself there. And then in He's PS, having trouble paying attention. Yeah, exactly. He can't focus on this right in his email. And then, <laughs> P.S., how about a free T-shirt? Answer, <laughs> no. <laughs> Tina Mather wrote in and said that she, she can't tell you how much her life has changed since being diagnosed with ADHD and starting treatment earlier this year. She said there's so many misunderstandings about the disease. Uh, she knows because before she was diagnosed, she had a completely different perception of what it was all about. Um, you know, that she's learned that the ADHD people are literally wired differently. And along uh, with the things that are frustrating, the constant disorganization, clutter, and a mind that's going to a mile a minute, our creativity, wit, and enthusiasm for life. Um, when she was diagnosed, she began taking Adderall. And for the first time in her life, she could read. And she also said that ADHD is very genetic. Her dad also was diagnosed with it. I have one here from uh, from Danny, and Danny said that, I truly think that focus is an incredibly important part of your relationship with Christ. Personally, I have problems focusing, and a friend of mine does as well. He medicates, and from what I can see, it really helps me, or really helps him. And Andrew says, just a letter of gratitude for your article about adult ADD. I'd like to share, I had symptoms of ADD and found out in my early 20s. Each day is a struggle, and I know that God is ultimately in control. He created me this way, and despite my struggles, I'll overcome to achieve great things for His glory. Myrna wrote in with um, some scriptures um, that she says discuss the use of medicine in treating people. Um, she says, the word medicine appears in the Bible. A cheerful heart is good medicine, Proverbs seventeen twenty two, And then she points to um, when Jesus made spittle to cure a man of blindness. And then she uses the story about Naaman when he dipped seven times in the River Jordan and was cleansed. Yeah. So I guess she says that's medicine. Yeah, I mean, at least with, with the one that refers to laughter is like good medicine. I don't think it would be referred to if medicine was something that was negative in all aspects. You know, So, so being dipped in the river? <laughs> like to bathing. me, that's like alternative, you well, know, well, Or like alternative bathing. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, like... Good hygiene. Well, spittle, I, <laughs> I, isn't that just spitting... Is she just referring to Christ spitting in the mud? Right. I mean, I, is that, that, I feel like that's not really... I mean, technically not medicine, you know, it's right. medicine thing is dipping in the river. But, it, you know, 
the first one, I mean, he makes reference to actually, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm assuming, I'm no theologian, I don't know the root word of medicine in that, but I'm sure it's, uh, seems like it's referring to some sort of medicinal, you know, product or something. I like that word. Medicinal. Wayne, who um, has been a teacher for 14 years, he, he wrote a long letter, but I'm just going to read the end of it here. It says, in the end, it's frustrating to hear people theorize about things that they know very little about and never experienced. The last thing I, I someone with ADD, need is to feel judged about treating my disorder. The fact that I have it is completely out of my control, but what I've gained from all of this is an ability to appreciate God's grace and the desire to give His mercy and love back to others. And now back with us is the long-lost Adam Smith. Hey, everybody. Well, that'll do it for your feedback about this very interesting topic for for a much more in-depth um, kind of discussion of, of uh, adult ADHD and the idea of medicating to kind of even bring you closer to God and do better in life, check out the new issue of the magazine. There's, you know, like we told you last week, there's an article on it, and uh, I think you'll find it interesting. So with that said, here is this week's Editorial Question of the Week. Editorial Question of the Week. Well, the year is a little more than a half over. And it's three quarters. Three, three quarters. quarters. That's that a, little a little more. more. Than half. <laughs> it's 50% more than half. That's more than a little. Well, well, we want to know what trends will you, you say, are seeing you emerge. The year is 50% more than half over. <laughs> <laughs> For you math magicians out there. Magicians? Math magicians. <laughs> Can I just bring up the picture you sent around this morning, Cameron? Um, <laughs> did you see it, Kara? Yeah, on the website. The, oh, no, there's another one I sent just oh. to the guys this no, morning. The oh. picture was a Photoshop picture of uh, Jesse. Uh, it was called How I Spent My Labor Day by Jesse Carey, <laughs> and it was a picture of a shirtless Jesse, Chris, and Toe all glistening yeah. with sweat. <laughs> glistening. Next to we well, I told them when they were posing that they totally looked gay standing <laughs> the way that <laughs> the they thing were. Is, Can we put this in some the context? Is, like, it's Cameron, not like post-kickball game, Everyone that played kickball in the rain is glistening with uh, with fresh rainwater. And, and it just so happened that we had three guys, Toe, Jesse, and Chris Stevens, who were bare-chested. Well, it's on the podcast stuff page. Yeah, well, Cameron, <laughs> Cameron photoshopped that picture and put just Toe, Jesse, and Chris in there. And he made Chris's head freakishly <laughs> small, but not so small that you would instantly realize it. Just small enough so that you would look at the photo and think, I feel uncomfortable for some reason. <laughs> I can't even not quite for the say reason why. That there's three yeah. listening there's, people. No, there's th- something else about this that makes me feel wrong. Here, I'll pull it up for Kara. The, uh, the, the, the point was that there's one joke, and, and you appreciate yeah. the joke for what it is. And then as you stare at it a little longer, you realize something's <laughs> there's off. There's levels. There's levels to it. <laughs> And see, it's just small enough that you just, it's off-putting. Chris, when he first saw it, he, he, he said he didn't realize that it was Photoshop and thought, Do, is, am I freakish in some way? <laughs> he did not realize that it was just actually a small head. He knew that something looked weird something about Something was him. wrong. But you see that and you're like, I, I feel gross for some reason and I don't know why. Yeah. It's like, did you guys ever see the Island of Doctor Monroe? <laughs> did you guys ever see the Island of Doctor Monroe with like Val Kilmore? And it was like it left you, it left feeling really weird because you know Doctor Monroe had all these weird, the weird animal people. Yeah, that's how I felt. I felt when I saw that picture. Like, oh, that yeah, seems like, like a crime against nature. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's just Chris's like, freakishly small head. I'm, I'm Do like, I hear angels weeping? I ascended at like 2.45 last night, and uh, it was, I was, um, I had my laptop, I was laying in bed, Maya's asleep next to me, the lights are out, I'm, and I'm playing on the laptop, and I actually, I, I was moving some stuff around, I had to bring toe in, you know, I had to crop some stuff, and I didn't like Chris's expression in the original picture, so I actually found his expression in another picture, okay, cropped his head You're out, kidding. and brought it in. And when I brought in, it was a different size, and I placed it over, and I couldn't stop laughing. I, I, I woke Maya up, and I just like I was like convulsing. See, I was laughing so hard. I, when I saw it, I convulsed too, but it was because I was dry heaving. <laughs> well, I had I had a, uh, an experience earlier today where. I was I was on the internet and a lot of you guys know there's a movie called Blades of Glory that's coming out and stars Will Ferrell, Will Arnett, 
um, just John Heater, a bunch of funny people. And so I'd heard that there was photos of Will Ferrell from the set that were really funny. And so I Google searched Blades of Glory. And they had bladesofglory.ca. And I was like, oh, I don't know why it's a Canadian <laughs> web address, but oh, okay, this has to be it. I clicked on it, and no, it was not the movie. Is it Ninja Club? No, it was a medieval fighting <laughs> troop. That it, like in Garden State? If you, go, if you go to bladesofglory.ca, they have an explanation of exactly what they are. Is it dirty? No, it's not dirty at all. Okay. Um, they, well, because they're noble. Yeah, they're very, they're very noble. <laughs> they're chivalrous. Um, and it's an v- extremely poorly made website, <laughs> which adds to the humor of it. Are there animated GIFs? Cameron, if you will scroll down Seriously? there and read, read, read what they are uh, on that front page. The, the opening image looks like something Spencer Fruling does, would do for us. <laughs> right. Except Spencer would throw that together in like five minutes. Plan your grade four and grade five school trips at the realms. <laughs> Steel clangs as the air dances with sparks. Knights of yore stare each other down as they slowly take <laughs> a step back. Yore. Swords at the ready. Swords. <laughs> That's a Canadian way of saying it. Sword. <laughs> they strike again and again. The crowd yells. Hold on, I need some background music for this. Yeah. What, what do I need? I don't <laughs> Is this like the Arabian Nights dinner theater? No, no, these, I, I, you can look at pictures, and when they have their little bios of their... Is that on the site? The crowd yells with excitement as the king watches <laughs> over the proceedings with content. The two knights battle onward, deflecting blows with their ornately painted shields as their arms shudder from the immense power each fighter brings forth and the fury of his attacks. <laughs> Blades of Glory is a non-choreographed medieval foot combat group that wow. utilizes various medieval weaponry and fighting styles for entertainment purposes. It doesn't work with the music gone. No. So it's kind of like Canadian stomp. It is not historically specific to any medieval time period. Yeah, it's pure fantasy. Our uh, that is awesome. Go, go to our armor is made of cardboard and tinfoil. <laughs> and like they, they show That's the incredible. noble king, like the guy who started it all, and he's like an old is guy. He tubby? And he he's dressed up like a, a medieval king, but he you know real authentic except he's wearing glasses. There's nothing <laughs> funny with glasses, but if you're a what matter of deviltry be this? Medieval period, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My court wizard made these for wow. me. King Edmund the Magnificent. <laughs> wow, he does look magnificent. Um, they have grade four and grade five um, teacher testimonials and endorsements and stuff. And I'm thinking, it's not historically accurate to any time period. It's just a bunch of guys that like to dress up. <laughs> that is scary. My fourth, okay, my fourth and targeting? fifth graders learned a lot about aged men in armor hitting each other with sticks. That's the state of the Canadian education system right there. <laughs> they have one part where the students can actually... This is Now, this is truly disturbing. And if if a teacher brings their students to this, then they deserve to get their teaching license provoked because the students provoked. They're trying to get them to teach longer. We um, dare you. The, but Maybe the they student, could go teach in Detroit. The students can take place in an ancient Aztec sacrifice. And you see a picture, and there's like this little stone <laughs> altar Whoa. with like plastic body where, parts. Where did the Aztecs get put into this? How creepy. did they get dragged into this? <laughs> I just, I really hope there's a unicorn somewhere in all this. <laughs> and dragons and nymphs. It's yeah. all historically accurate. Yeah, that's amazing. You can, they can take part in an Aztec sacrifice, and it shows a picture. And like I said, it's like a stone altar with like plastic mannequin body parts. <laughs> wow, that is so disturbing. At, uh, if that guy was on the plane, I'd want him taken off. Yeah, at Florida State, we had a, a group of Renaissance reenactors that would stand out in the Union and fight each other. And you think, oh, that's cool. They've got swords. They've got maces. Sw- swords. They have s words. They have maces. This will be cool. But the thing is, none of them have the upper body strength to to wield (laughs) their instruments of torment. And so it's like these guys limply clanging these heavy, heavy swords together. And it looks like you could go up and just push them over. Yeah, I I was actually careful. (laughs) I mean, they're they're these guys live on the edge. Yeah, they're sword fighting. How do you sword fight carefully? I was driving by a park one time, and I saw these signs for, like, um, it wasn't, like, medieval fair. It was, like, you know, some kind of medieval group. And I drove by, and there are grown men out there just going to town on each other <laughs> with with swords. And they're in armor. But, I mean, they are just wailing each other. <laughs> 
You were going to mention uh, a movie? Um, he did, The Blaze Blaze of Blaze. Oh, that's just yeah, how yeah. you got to the yeah, site. Yeah, transition. Anyway. <laughs> I don't think I ever did the question of the week. Yeah, I don't think you did either. Go ahead and do it to the music. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the question of the week. With the year 50% more than half over. <laughs> it's the final countdown of this year. <laughs> we want to know what trends you have spotted in 2006 in pop culture. Pogs. <laughs> Unicorns, Velcro Pogs. shoes, medieval stuff coming Se- back. Segway scooters, yeah. Hyper color shirts, flying cars, owning your own <laughs> island. Yes, badgers. <laughs> the return of the badger. Yeah. Paving over prairie dog fields. Precious. <laughs> it's moments, happening everywhere. Figurines. Skeet shooting. Yeah. Precious Skeet moments. Shooting. Yeah. yeah. Or baseball bat rampages. They're going to make that an Olympic moments. sport. I hear. Whenever Actually, I hear the word skeet, I think of scat. You also think of coalition when you hear about dentists. Like that. So, I don't know if we can trust your free association. <laughs> what well, like, happens with her teeth? Like, I don't understand like it. Like this. Like prairie dogs. That's going at the end of the podcast. So, you know, but for real, we don't want fake ones. We actually, we're writing, you know, a feature for the November issue. Um you know about the you know year in review. So we we think we've got a pretty thorough list. But whether it's a fashion trend, or a music trend, or g- cultural, political, whatever, yeah. a trend that defined 2006, we want to make sure it's included. If, so write us at editorial at relevantmagazine.com and tell us your trend or and, feedback. At relevant and if you say something cool enough. We will rip you off in the magazine and not give you credit for it. That is your prize. We might give them credit on the podcast, though. Um, going back to the podcast fodder section, um, there's there were some music requests. There were some dedications that Kara some asked for. Some oral dedications. Some oral dedications. <laughs> um, you, you were By dentists. Um, so, actually, they started just requesting songs, and I had to interject. I said, didn't Kara say you had to give dedications, not just song requests? That's right. And so... They then adjusted it. So okay, okay. The guy, uh, that's his name. The guy, um, he is requesting the song "Monkey" by Low, and here it is. And he's dedicating this to the relevant podcast posse. Thank, oh, thanks, guy. Thank I feel you. the but, love, but mostly Jesse. And for the soundtrack of "Chimps in a Room," <laughs> oh, the lyrics nice. are "Tonight the monkey dies." <laughs> <laughs> that is great. <laughs> or gets wet with a belt. <laughs> it's a reference to the story. I'm not just some weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if this is your first time tuning in, please, please don't take that to heart. If it was someone's first time tuning in, I don't think they would have made it this far. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Holmes, which I, I like his last name, yeah. dedicate this song, Holmes. Um, he's dedicating Michael W. Smith's song, Anna. Uh, to his daughter Anna because the Aww. song really describes her and my love for her and he goes on from there and says there are a lot of really sweet things but I don't have Anna by Michael W. Smith and neither does the iTunes music store so Aww. sorry Chris Holmes well sorry, I double Chris. dedicate it to Anna Melcon sing it softly to yourself now <laughs> you guys <laughs> you guys know that song? No, no I'm just I, just, I, just, I was just shocked said Anna. yeah I was just saying Anna <laughs> yeah. I was doing Anna in kind of a Gregorian chant Anna. Like the like the blazing glory knights would sing it. Yeah, <laughs> blades of glory, blazing saddles of glory. And we have one more dedication, and it's by Loyal Strangite. Is his name? Wow, oh, nice. Um, wow. His avatar are, is way too big. We're gonna have to are you, get a moderator to make him downsize it. Are you creeped out by that at all? Slightly honored. Slightly creeped out. <laughs> a little bit of both. Uh, so Loyal Strangite says, how about playing some softly played for the comfort of the listeners, Norma Jean or The Chariot? Because they're awesome. I dedicate it to my friend Casey for good times and laughter and for her crying when I left. Let's rock. Aww. So any particular song by Norma anything, Jean? Any, it sounded anything like a Zach Braff Jean movie. It's going to rock. <laughs> uh, this is a good one. Yeah. By Norma Jean. Cold Cold Heart by Norma Jean. Yeah. I thought that it would fit the going away thing. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you picked this. <laughs> is that Southern Gospel? That is the Norma Jean you met, right, Strangite? That is Norma Jean. <laughs> is that, I mean, there's not... There's is there another Norma one? Jean. I think she has a show on TBN. Yeah, there's only one Norma Jean, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm not positive, but 
I'm as sure as I am about this. I think we just lost all of our solid state and tooth and nail advertising. He, he said that. he said anything. Anything by Norma Jean. He said anything by Norma Jean. He didn't <laughs> specify. He left it to our discretion. <laughs> it's Norma Jean. That's for you, Casey. Hope yeah. you enjoyed it. <laughs> um, several threads about the Precious Moments Museum. Apparently, it's a major part of many of our listeners' lives, the people what? who live in the Midwest. Yeah, I found that hilarious. Um, it's frightening. It's a tourist trap. Apparently, their gift shop is 10 acres large. Oh. I would love to just bulldoze it <laughs> right into the ground. It's not as fun to With bulldoze, though, dogs. because you can't, yeah. you can't individually individually smash the figurines that way. This is our Casey. She posted, she said she's experienced it herself. And if you haven't been there, go, don't go. Seriously, the Precious Moments Chapel is supposed to be like the Sistine Chapel, only it has large-headed, freaky creatures <laughs> painted all over the ceiling. Whoa. It's very, very scary. Um, the first time I went out with my future husband and his group of friends in college involved in interstate drive that passed, apparently, as a group date. So it's very yeah. safe, very yeah. good for her. Yeah, yeah Precious Moments Museum. Group dating uh, at the Precious Moments. Uh, involved in interstate drive past several s- Precious Moments Museum billboards, and every time they passed one, the whole van load would hiss in a badger-like <laughs> manner. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, turns out my husband started this, so I married him a couple years later. Smart thinking. Um, the common thread I see on that is that everyone who's had any contact with the Precious Moments Museum feels debased. Also turns out, uh, Jesse, that Dairy Queen does own Orange Julius. Oh. Mm. Uh. Wasn't just a conspiracy theory. See, what you learn at the podcast fodder section of the Relevant Magazine message boards. I found last night a recipe for Orange Julius. No! I could, yes, I did. Whoa. Okay, I, I thought wanna, that was you, top secret. I'm gonna post we are it. making that yep. tomorrow. I'm going to post it at the podcast. I mean, it's page. really simple, and it sounds delicious. Okay, we're I thought that tomorrow. was like top secret. Bring yeah. me, Send me an ingredients Many list. Many bothings bring died in. to bring okay. me this information. Have you seen the thread, Have You Been Made Fun Of on the podcast? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a support group. It's yeah, like it's a like bad... <laughs> A badge of honor yeah, truly slash is. support group. Well, truly that's is. awesome. Um, I mean, I know I have. The, the user <laughs> Annie Young said, uh, "I'll come Young." I didn't even get that. I thought it was Annie Young. 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 Hello. Sorry. Um, <laughs> she said, or he said, says, "I'll come out of the closet. I'm the accidental baby duck killer." Do you remember the baby duck killer? No. Vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> it was a while back. Uh, this person, Chebecca Kick. Kind of like, su- <laughs> what, like what did you just say? Chebecca kick. Chebecca kick. Uh, honestly, brackets. that's how it's spelled. <laughs> it's, it's got brackets it's like super consonants. chick. It is. Uh, I was the one who wrote in about smearing pudding on a wall. It's pretty oh, surreal wow. to be going about your business, listening to the podcast, and suddenly hear someone say your name and there's no one around. DC DJ <laughs> Magic has posted twice, and one of the posts is, I'm the fan of David Copperfield. Oh. Hi. Oh. <laughs> D- what's his name? DC You're David. DC DJ Magic. <laughs> I love these new claims to fame. I thought, I'll be honest with you, David Magic, I thought you were kidding. And I went to your MySpace page, and hey man, everybody's got their thing, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything against Magic, but I, I, you inform me that there actually is a, some sort of magician alliance. I would like you to personally email <laughs> me more, more information about this because it's fascinating and slightly disturbing. I want to know how he reconciles that with his Christian beliefs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> his use of witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I checked, how did the Blades of Glory <laughs> feel about this? Last time I checked, magic was sin. Okay, here we go. Brooke Lynn 21 said, I wrote in about Donald Miller and said I had never read Blue Lake Jazz and I was mocked. I then Aww. sent in a picture of a timeshare, got called a boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we are I soft. told you. I thought it was We've, a girl. We have been bad. Listen, well, her Brooke. avatar picture says Little Miss Claiborne County pageant. But that's not the <laughs> picture that was with the timechair. Yeah, we're we will, just digging the hole deeper. Yeah, we're just making this worse. Next week, her <laughs> avatar is probably going to be glamour shots with a feather boa. We're um, making this poor girl so self-conscious. Uh, La La Lady 911. Uh, so last week, I was listening to the podcast and walk in the morning. I was fully amused at the penguin and badger and rabbit tales when I noticed I had a little theme going. And then I remembered that I'd written in about the whole mountain lion thing. Then Adam uh-huh. read my letter, and you know how it went from there. <laughs> wow. Shame and penury. Um, it worked out though. It turns out this guy I went out with last week had just listened to that no. podcast, so it was a great icebreaker for the evening. Oh, wow. you know what? That's really if we if we can only just bring one couple together. Yeah. That is what it's that's all about. why we play Michael Bublé, people. 
<laughs> you know, that's really... I, then we've done our job. I can sleep yeah. at night. You know, yeah. all the hours of recording post-production for the last year is worth it because we brought it together, La La Lady 911 yeah. and the dude who heard the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And after your conversation, your first date starts out with being bitten on the hindquarters by a mountain lion. <laughs> Everything's on the table yeah. at that point. That's true. Brighter Eyes uh, wrote in and said, I was trying to win the pocket guide to adulthood, so I said, please send it to me because my wife tells me to grow up on the daily. I remember that. I was told to, quote, just go buy it from the relevant store because it's only eight ninety nine. That's funny. We're salesmen. Yeah. We are shrewd. Drama Queen wrote in and said, I've never been made fun of on the podcast, though I hope to be one day. And then she said other stuff. But I just thought okay. that was really odd. What? Okay, what can we say What can we say at this point to make fun of Drama And here's a, here's a lovely thing. The location that she has listed in her profile is Amish country. I thought Aww. that was nice. Oh. A, little, a little reference. Well, we, we, um, made, we made fun of the Amish. So let, she can fall under Let me ask you this. Did, didn't Drama Queen tell a story about running over ducks? Yeah, okay. It says, <laughs> I hope to be one day, but I can beat all you duck killers because there was a whole secondary conversation about people killing ducks. I ran over an entire flock of ducks. They were crossing a highway, and I was going pretty fast. I couldn't swerve to Aww. miss them because they were taking up the entire road, <laughs> and I couldn't brake fast enough to avoid them, so I just hit them. I probably killed six or seven. Oh, I didn't cry. Does oh. that make me a bad person? You oh. win. Let, let me tell you something. That is mortifying. There's What's even worse is these were Amish ducks because this was Amish country. <laughs> yeah, they didn't they even humble. know what the car was. They they're, saw the car coming. They're like, they're what like, is that's that? That's a wagon. It'll take yeah. half an hour to get down to <laughs> <laughs> we got wait plenty minute, of time to cross this road. <laughs> Come on, kids. Wait a minute, where's the horses? Oh! <laughs> Horseless carriage. <laughs> I just see her What's like the sound that a cop wish duck would make. Oh. The sound okay. of weeping. Like a <laughs> sound the sound of orphans weeping. <laughs> Alright. My embarrassing story. This is by Down by the River, okay? His embarrassing story, ringing the doorbell while kissing a girl. We all know the story. Right. Okay. Was initially passed at, or praised as awesome. And then the next week I was called, right. quote, a big fat liar right. and lame after someone claimed my story was an urban legend. Yes. It still hurts sometimes as I lay in bed late at night <laughs> or when a Jehovah's Witness rings the doorbell, but somehow I'm coping. <laughs> Good liar. <laughs> so lame. Now, what, what was the, uh, if you could recap for me and perhaps recent oh. listeners. Oh, we asked... Uh, for, for the most, mo- embarrassing. most embarrassing moments, and this guy talked about how he was making out with this girl. He, you know, had a date and took her back, to, you know, to her doorstep, and he's making out. And then the the father comes to the door and was like, "Would you like to come in?" And, and the guy's like, um, "Yes, uh, why?" He's like, "Because you've been ringing the doorbell the last five minutes." Because oh, they were so making like out against, against the, the doorbell. Yeah, and so we thought that was awesome and hilarious, and how embarrassing. And then we got several letters that said. That that was an urban myth, an urban legend. So we had to call him out on it. But but then he wrote back and said, I, I've got a tainted I, love now. <laughs> no, he wrote so, back and said it was real. Well, I, you know, I, mean, I guess it could be real. Yeah, sometimes the way these things become urban legends is because it's a common occurrence. Mm-hmm. That seems like it'd be an easy thing to do, be leaning against the doorbell. I don't know. I still don't know if I believe him. It's yeah. a little too Jesse perfect. is naturally skeptical. Exactly. But at least he's not saying a guy I knew that, you know, that happened yeah. to a guy I knew. Because yeah. then you you know it's an urban Yeah, election. he's claiming firsthand. Yeah. Why would we doubt him? What kind of sociopath would write in and just okay. lie to us? Let me, we we got to get to the story time with Jesse. And if you remember last week, Jesse talked about, or the last story time, uh, he got squirt in the eye with the McDonald's ketchup, okay? Yes. Now, I'm going to read, there's actually a whole thread in that section in the podcast fodder forum. About McDonald's. Brooke Lynn 21. I got to give her some props here. She wrote in. She started the thread. She said, I know this is a little late, but I too have a small McDonald's saga. Except she said Soga. (laughs) S-O-G-A. Anyway. So that's another time you've been made fun of. Actually, what's so funny about her post here is somebody comes in and actually corrects all the spelling and grammar later. Anyway. Okay, here we go. Poor Brooke. She says, I was with my quiz bowl team. Let's just stop right there and think about that for a minute. (laughs) I was with my quiz bowl team and we stopped at Mickey D's for a little nutrition. I've been talking about chocolate. I had been talking about chocolate milkshakes the entire trip, so we also decided to get some. But upon tasting them, we discovered they taste vile, <laughs> like like cough syrup. After each shake was tasted and was consistently horrible, we clamored to the manager asking what the problem was. He insisted that there was nothing wrong and that if we didn't like it, it was our problem. 
Wow. Right about that time, another employee called the manager over to the ice cream station, where he then held up a big jug of barbecue sauce, <gasps> asking who last changed the chocolate syrup. Oh. Apparently, they come in the same size container and are of similar color, and they got barbecue milkshakes. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty good. That's that makes good. me feel sick yeah. to my yeah. stomach. So, Jesse, you she know. She had good pacing. And now, here's the jingle for story time with Jesse. It's story time with Uncle Jesse. Well, recently I saw the the hip little indie film Little Miss Sunshine, which I you know I was talking about these days. And if you guys have seen it, you know it's not a, a huge release movie. So, you know, we went to the theater. There wasn't a whole lot of people there. You know, I'd say twenty five people in the theater. Um, so I'm there with my wife Dana and a friend from work, uh, Chris Stevens, the guy with the little head. Yeah, the tiny head, Chris, the, the freakishly small head. We call uh, him Tiny Head Chris. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so anyway, so we're sitting there, and it's the time in the theater when the when the lights are low and they're playing the the uh, you know just a little stuff before the movie, a little quiz question. The twenty, yeah, Matthew Perry, yeah. Yeah. It was scary, Matthew Perry. Yeah, you guys know the time. So we're, we're waiting for the movie to come on. All of a sudden, the music goes silent, and the lights come up. And we notice a gentleman um, kind of towards the front of the theater, and he has a little push cart with him. Um, he's wearing the red vest, so it's apparent that he works there at the theater. Um, and he, he he's holding a microphone, and like I said, it's enough people in the theater that he can make eye contact with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at us and goes, um, it's, uh, like some, uh, European chocolate down here. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's called a, it's called a toggy bar. Oh, <laughs> uh, so European chocolate. And just then, everyone, How awkward. everyone is like, what in the heck is going on here? <laughs> and you can hear people rustling and about, like, I was. I felt like I was on a lot of the the same level with a lot of the people in that theater. Like I wanted, I was about to yell out and, and something obnoxious, and I could, <laughs> I could, I could hear people are at that point, and just then the guy goes, "Oh, the proceeds go to uh, the Children's uh, Hospital Foundation for Aww. the sick kids." Uh, and everyone, you Jesse. could hear everyone kind of go like this. And, but he's still making eye contact with everyone. And it, have you? Ever, I don't know if anyone's been in this experience where they're paralyzed by awkwardness. <laughs> where, where they literally... Every podcast. They, they literally cannot move. Like, their body... The only thing that can move is their eyeballs. And they're, and they're, and they're shifting side to side. Because he's watching you. Yeah, he's, he's looking. Like I said, it's oh, enough people geez. in the theater to, look, to, make, to slowly make eye contact with everyone. And like... You know, like nobody's I, you getting out alive. You yeah, I got, I got Dana on one side and, and Chris on the other. Little head Chris. Yeah, and little head Chris. And so I'm sitting there, and my head isn't moving, but I'm using my eyes Neither to look Chris's at Chris's tiny head. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm using my eyes to look back and forth like, are you guys seeing this? The, the theater is silent, mind oh, you. No. And, and it just goes on and on. Oh, uh, it's, like it's like a dollar. Uh, it's called a toggy bar. <laughs> toggy um, bar? We got some toggy bars. Uh, it's like a... Oh, it's like a European chocolate. And it goes on. <laughs> and the guys that, like, just to break the awkwardness, I was like, Danny, give me a dollar. Just give me a dollar. <laughs> so I went and I bought one. Um, and it was it was like a Kit Kat, like the, like he had promised. Um, <laughs> like a European. Yeah, like a European chocolate. <laughs> and, and so a couple people filtered down and paid. And, and we're like, okay, when is this going to end? It was just going on and on. So it's like a dollar. Okay, well, uh, well, no one else wants one, so... Uh, <gasps> So, so shame on you. He's like, oh, uh, so thanks. Uh, I'll enjoy the show. Thanks for the time. And he, and he starts <laughs> to wheel out. You hear the wheels <laughs> oh, <laughs> squeaking man. out. He gets just out of, just through the door. And some guy goes, Avatagi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he, sure enough, here. <laughs> oh. The wheels roll back in. Oh, someone want a toggy? It's like a dollar. <laughs> and the whole thing started over again. Oh, no. And so the light, you know, eventually it, it ended. And, you know, people were able, they, they, they got like physical movement back, like in their bodies. And I was no longer white knuckled on the, uh, on the armrests of the, of the movie chair, you know. Um, so after the movie, pretty much what consumed my thoughts and conversation <laughs> were the guy with the toggy bar. So I don't know if anyone's had a similar experience, but it was uh, it was quite That's the awesome. quite the outing to the movies. Then he actually gave the proceeds to Chris. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh for the like, little head foundation. He's, he's like, oh, that guy's got a, he's got a pretty little head. Uh, <laughs> here's a, here's like uh, seven dollars. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't know. There's probably seven to ten people that actually bought the toggy bar. Uh, it was uh, it's like a European child. It's like a dollar. And when I've heard you tell that story before, yeah, and I. I have to tell you, the person that I see in my head when you tell it is a character from The Simpsons, Mole Man. Hans you know, Mole Man. <laughs> Hans yeah. Mole Man. I see that guy doing <laughs> well, selling toggy bars. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like a kip either from Napoleon. No, it was actually the the thing that was so the thing that was so weird. It was just kind of a normal looking guy. That it was he's probably about eighteen, nineteen. That you pick picture working at the movie theater, but then. He he had the gift of awkwardness. We're gonna have an orange Julius sale. It was like I was oh, turned to like a, a dollar. It was like it's I was like turned a to a pillar of it's like salt. European orange there. juice. It's like, a, it's like a tropical smoothie. Yeah, it's like a it's like a dollar. Uh, does anybody? Did you benefit uh, podcast listeners? Uh, it's like a dollar. Uh, okay, one two. I'll have a toggy. <laughs> it was like for the back corner. Everyone's like looking around, like who said that? Like, Who, no, what the, what we're the? free. Yeah. It's like I, I said, challenge you like, to a duel. Yeah. <laughs> Blades of glory, <laughs> dude. I want to be in a movie where a Blades of Glory combat breaks out in the front. Yeah. <laughs> randomly so people with very little upper, upper body strength weekly swinging broomsticks at each other what's that viking movie coming out uh, you know I, what I'm talking yeah. about there's a but, viking movie yeah I bet you people are going to go to that dressed Caribbean. up yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes I was thinking of thank you Kara I was thinking of Pirates of the Caribbean not I, Vikings of the Caribbean I, I want to go to a movie that's like it's really it would be really inappropriate to dress up to like Hollywood Land like a very dark serious uh, dress, dress up like, I, like I'm out of the 20s you know what I mean like zoot suits yeah that would be suit. awesome yeah Let's do it. And act really pumped for Hollywood land. <laughs> it's like a dark... <laughs> like yeah. we're lining up like, two hours early. Yeah. Material like, girls or something. Yeah, like camp out for it. Yeah. Actually, Jesse did. Oh. Yeah, okay. so shut it. Sorry. <laughs> Before he gets all blades of glory up in here. All right. So that'll do it for uh, the podcast. So remember, if you can remember back that far, write in and tell us this week uh, your favorite trend from 2006. And if it's good enough, it might make it into the magazine with no credit given to you. So. <laughs> Lucky you. You can start a thread about it. But you, uh, yeah, you can take credit on the message board. Yeah, cry in the message board. <laughs> so that'll do it for this week's edition of your ever edifying and informative edi- relevant podcast. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Kara Davis. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Adam Smith. And we will see you next week, if you dare. Relevant Podcast, anytime, anywhere. I'll have a doggy.